0: Welcome to the Better Birth Podcast. This season is another season of positive birth stories. We all know that when you're pregnant, it's so important to surround yourself with positive representations of birth. So again, I've been asking people to share their positive birth stories with me for you to enjoy. So sit back and relax, and I hope you enjoy this podcast season. Welcome to the Better Birth Podcast. Today I'm talking to Leanne about her positive birth stories. Hi Leanne. Hi, you're right. You're right. thank you so much for agreeing to come on the podcast. I'm excited to hear your birth stories.
1: You're very welcome. I'm excited to, to share it with you.
0: So do you want to introduce yourself to all my listeners?
1: So I'm Leanne and I am um, well, a number of things, a <laughs> mum of two hypno babes. Um, they are seven and three and um, I'm a PE teacher and dance teacher, absolutely love anything performing arts, so I've been doing that for about 12 years and I'm also a hypnobirthing teacher from following on from my births, mm-hmm. um, a birth rewind uh, trauma informed supportive birth practitioner and um, a doula as well so yeah um, birth has literally changed my life to be
0: honest oh you've got lots of pats (laughs) lots
1: of apparently
0: so yeah that's what people (laughs) tell me yeah I think it's really common isn't it when we have a really positive birth and lots of us go oh my god this is so amazing and so important I need to like spread the word and then we and like I think once you dip your toe into the birth world like That's it's it. so easy to like you know end up doing all sorts of different things all kind of birth related because you get really passionate about it right so
1: yeah and I found I was everyone was asking me about my birth and how like how can hypnobirthing support them and all this sort of thing and then I was like well why? hold on a minute I'm passionate about this people are asking me so let's train so yeah that's where that's where my birth led me to
0: so do you want to tell us about your births um you've, you've got two kiddies, so you you can share both of them because I'd love to hear both your birth stories
1: Yeah, so um, my eldest is, I say she's seven, she's almost seven, Um, but my hypnobirthing, my birthing experience started really when I was pregnant with her, when I started to learn about birth, I was, (laughs) I'm from a family where birth is very medical well, it seems very very medical everyone talks to me talked to me about birth in a medical way mm-hmm. um and always kind of going you wait what's coming and all this and you kind of go oh and my midwife she was amazing but obviously the information I got was was very clinical It it wasn't what I wanted and I couldn't find anywhere that kind of said um here's how you can have a positive experience the media and everything was all negative so um about seven years ago it seems quite a long time ago in the birth world and, and hypnobirthing is growing so much so it was quite difficult to find out about it but I, I did and I started like planning my birth and everything that I planned for luckily kind of came to fruition in the birth but um there were some issues which I'll kind of go I'll kind of go through so I was 40 plus nine with um my first with Fleur and I was upstairs doing doing my makeup in the mirror it's quite funny actually and I sat there and I thought oh um I'm like need to go to the toilet because I've just like weed myself um I hadn't obviously my waters had just started to trickle but they were very much trickles, so I couldn't work work it out. And my hypnobothma uh, teacher actually said to me, if you feel like there's kind of a surge, uh, either a surge coming or your waters are going you're not quite sure, speak to someone you love. Then if the oxytocin gets rushing, it might encourage it. So I did just that. I rang my mum and lo and behold, a lot more water came out. And I thought, right, these are my waters. And about an hour passed. I thought, well, no contractions had started. I wasn't um, feeling... Anything other than these waters trickling, so I put a sanitary towel on and I rang my uh, midwife unit. So they invited me in to get my waters checked. um Got there, everything was fine. Baby was fine. Everything was clear. And the the standard practice of, in twenty four hours, if you've not had any um, contractions, you will be uh, brought in for an induction. So sometimes I just felt that I just wanted to get home. So I agreed to that, knowing how well, I wasn't planning on going back the next day um obviously that was my choice from my research and I just didn't want to be in that clinical environment and I knew that the likelihood of infection was going to be low because I was at home I wasn't risking myself anything um so I went home that was probably about four o'clock in the afternoon and nothing still happened so went for a walk um, my mum made me a roast dinner which I probably had about three mouths full of because I just wasn't in the mood to eat but I tried to and I just went to bed I thought if it's going to happen it'll wake me up and um, if it's not then then I'll, I'll see how I am tomorrow so I went to bed probably about 10 p.m in track on try and relax and I managed to switch off for a couple of hours but come about 12 at midnight I had a few like period pains so that kind of disturbed me a little bit from from resting but still managed to stay in bed and then about half past two they got quite well quite a bit more regular quite intense um so I thought well I'll go and get in the bath and I set up my husband set up my room so I had some candles and my lavender burning it was really nice and relaxing and I just stayed in the bath for about two two hours in between that and on the toilet (laughs) facing the cistern it was so comfortable um just for a bit of a break on my legs really because my knees were getting a bit sore being on, on all fours in the bath and then, yeah, about half past five, we decided to make our way to the birth center, which was our choice. Um, which our birth center in Leicester is really nice; it's a lovely place. Felt really comfortable there, so I was happy. And when I got there, my I I'm qu- I look quite young, so I was 27 at the time. But I did I, I mean it was like half past five, six o'clock in the morning, and I look young, and I looked like I just rolled out of bed (laughs) (laughs) yeah there was a lot of stereotyping going on there which I which I'm not gonna um comment too long on but they kind of went yeah just go in that room and we'll kind of come to you in a bit and I think it's because I was so calm that they had no real idea that I was actually as progressed as I was um so my husband kind of went and said look she she needs to go to the toilet so they said oh yeah go to the toilet then so I went down I was like I'm pushing this is probably about 40 minutes after being there and the midwife came she went no she won't be just be the pressure um contractions aren't regular enough yet my husband just looked at her going okay as this is happening my mucus plug goes and I'm like I'm pushing so we go back to the room they fill the bath portal up quickly and half an hour later she came out and it was genuinely calm it was really peaceful my breathing techniques were the best thing For me personally, I could have asked for, the water was soothing and she came out. I caught her myself. It was, it was genuine, everything in my head that I wanted came came to fruition and it was amazing. My husband was the best birth partner. Um, I talk about this on where I do courses about him as a partner and and the impact it had and it's so important and he was amazing. Then things went a little bit wrong. what weirdly one of the affirmations I had to focus on a lot when I was pregnant was I had a irrational really fear of my placenta getting stuck and being stuck with the cord kind of coming out I don't know where it come from it's never happened to anyone I know I had never seen it but it was just something that was niggling so I worked hard to it wasn't something I was scared of anymore but it's something that hap- actually happened so I was starting to lose quite a bit of blood. So they asked me to get out of the birth pool. We did a bit of cold traction um, and a lot of different techniques to try and get this placenta out. I had a number of doses of um, syntometrin to try and encourage, so the injection to encourage my placenta to come away. It just wasn't, just wasn't happening. So um, I was taken down to the theater. I agreed to go down to the theater for manual removal it took them quite a while to come out Um, and then I got a number of infections um, but I lost just under two litres of blood it was a it was a cascade of things actually that that weren't particularly positive Hmm. so I got my birth but my after my postpartum period was quite dark Um, just because I wasn't prepared necessarily for I didn't feel traumatized by the birth or even by the third stage that didn't traumatize me but I wasn't prepared for the feeling of that afterwards. Mm-hmm. Just the recovery, I guess. Um, the swelling, <laughs> the yeah. kind of lightheadedness. I was anemic. There was a lot of like aspects to it that I wasn't really prepared for. Mm-hmm. Um, but as kind of time went on and I kind of didn't feel any traumatic attachment to the birth, I really focused on how amazing the actual birth was because it genuinely was. Kind of everything that I'd wanted, and I did feel like I missed out on that kind of golden hour that time with my baby. I didn't hold her for quite a while after she was born, it really messed up my um breast milk production, so I just didn't produce any with my milk at all. So I think on day nine, postpartum, my midwife was there trying to help me in the shower, hand express. <laughs> we both decided at that point, nothing's coming out, let's kind of like move on. Um, which was okay so I kind of fast forward to to pregnancy two and I'm a twin actually and I was petrified of falling pregnant again in case we conceive twins <laughs> I know that sounds really silly but <laughs> I was like I'm not sure I want to go through that um but they had one baby um and she actually had an issue with her kidneys during uh, pregnancy when she was in utero so I was consultant led. I was also, I advised to be consultant led used to the um, placental issues and the blood loss, but that could be managed. So it was not too concerned about that, but the kidney issues was something that we were quite concerned about. So I was having I was at the hospital every kind of two weeks for, for scans. The biggest issue was, was if my adrenaline spike too much, it would cause hers to and and it would shock her system and her kidneys wouldn't be able to function. So it was quite a traumatic kind of pregnancy in that sense. But come to 36 weeks, her levels changed slightly and enough to release me from consultant-led care for that part. But they wanted to keep me consultant-led care for the the placenta. Um, Strongly advised for induction so they could manage the um, syntocinone. And give me some IV um antibiotics. Now that's not something that I was keen on. I know there's very much ways you can make an induction positive and the benefits of those aspects, but they didn't outweigh the risks for me. Um, because my issue wasn't the birth, it was postpartum. So they needed to address that when she was here, not impact her when she was in, in my opinion. That's where I we were at. So she um, well, we and my, me and my consultant decided that. I would agree to birth in the birth centre again. Took a little bit of haggling <laughs> to not be in the, the labour ward, but that's what we agreed. And I was to come in as soon as my waters went, which I did. My waters, my uh, my contractions started again after my waters, but this time it was quite a bit um, earlier. So this was she, was, she came at 40 plus six, so she was in, around that 41 mark as well. And... Yeah, my, my waters went about half past five and it was a Monday night. I was supposed to be with my dancers at a, at a performance in Leicester Cathedral. Um, Obviously, I had to cancel that. And yeah, my we went straight to the birth centre just to get my waters checked there because, again, we didn't want to traumatise her if there was a problem. Everything was fine. My hospital I was actually supposed to go to was uh, full, so I went to a different one and they for whatever reason didn't read my notes fully so they sent me home which I was quite relieved about and I didn't have to put an argument in because I didn't really want to stay so I went home and I got home probably about quarter half past eight quarter to nine got in the bath it was lovely just had a relax about an hour later I was like yeah she's coming so we shot in the car I had two very fast labors um got in the car and she was, we, we left just before um, 10, got there at 10, half past 10. And at 10.36, she was born. Very, not as calm as, yeah, it was, it was speedy. I literally got into, it was quite funny, it's quite comical. Got to the birth centre, uh, which is an attached to our hospital setting. And the midwives, I actually had home birth midwives who were with me during the birth because they were about to go out, because I was there, they took me upstairs, and then, because she was born so quick, Mm. and I literally got into the room, and they went, do you think you can like make over to the bed or anything? I was like, nope. I said, just take my trousers down, because she's coming, and literally, my trousers came down, and then she came out in one contraction. I had one midwife, yeah, it was, (laughs) yeah, it was fast. (laughs) Um, And I had, yeah, one midwife holding me, and then the other one caught the baby and brought her up to my chest. So that again, in terms of the birth, a little bit hectic the second time around. I didn't feel quite as as calm as in control. Yeah, but it she came out calm. She was not impacted by anything. Yeah, it was it was it was really nice. And then I I stood there and I said, okay, right, it's happening again. And they were a bit like, what? What do you mean? I said I can feel it. You need we need to like sort out this. And I said, look, just read my notes. I'm just going to get on the bed. I'll have some skin to skin. I said, but then just take me down to theatre. And they were really adamant they didn't want to take me down. But um, they there were it was it it looked like a murder scene. It was really not very good at this point. They caught they tried to do some cord traction and then ripped the cord and it it kind of spurted and Mm. it was. I mean, I was quite calm because, I'd, again, I was using my breathing techniques. Everything was OK. My husband was preoccupied with the baby. Um, but again, this placenta just wasn't wasn't coming away. Mm. we obviously made the decision to go to theatre again. Um, but this time it took a quite a bit longer to get the placenta to come away, it actually disintegrated. So it was coming away in bits which made it difficult for them to stop and compress the blood bloodlust so mm-hmm. I was in for about four and a half hours in this time so it was quite considerable jumping time in mm-hmm. it went quite quickly I think I must have fell asleep a few times because I can remember looking at the clock and seeing a time and then it was way like another hour had gone and it didn't seem like I was there that long um but yeah it, it it's, it's quite bizarre because my birth I talk about my birth and I talk about being in theater but my birth was never really about being in theater yeah that was that could be the overshadowing point of birth for me if I don't know if my mindset was different I guess or my experience of birth was different but for me that experience was part of my birth um the blood loss obviously made me quite poorly afterwards but it didn't define me doesn't define my birth my birth was defined by for me it was like the practice that I put in in order to kind of keep as much control as I could yeah so yeah and obviously you you kind of fully understand this like when you're in that birth experience there's loads of decisions that you get to make all the way along mm-hmm. and I don't mean really to talk about those when I was talking about my birth my my birth but that's what It was, when I say like we went to theatre, we did this, it was a conversation that was had. Yes, we didn't have loads of time, but had enough time to go, right, what are the benefits and risks of this? If I'm going to agree to this, that's this. Um, I was, was, like, it was good that I got there and with my first birth, my midwife was quite laid back. So they didn't try and do a vaginal examination, which I I didn't want to have. And Mm -hmm. so I got to have that without any kind of conversation, but I got to have those anything that I needed to discuss I got I got to do so mm. I felt so in control during the actual but actual birth and so calm during both births that that's what defines my birth for yeah. me yeah um but yeah it. I would have loved to have um another I don't I didn't want another baby and <laughs> i do birth 100 over <laughs> and over again yeah um The issue is obviously what happens with my placenta and it's a connective tissue issue that's not really been looked into properly but it's not something that placental issues happen quite randomly it's often because of an over contraction or under contraction the uterus for me was neither it was a connective tissue Mm. um, issue so that he is likely to happen again yeah but as it's got more severe with the, from the first pregnancy to the second pregnancy, probably it was a, it was a good decision to, to think about not putting my body through that. Yeah. Um, but second time round, I, I had a battery balloon, which they put in to compress the uterus on the inside to help stop the blood loss, which worked. And I didn't get any infections. So, which is shocking considering I had that device. But then, my my blood and uh, my milk flow came in. So I actually got to breastfeed my second daughter, which was was amazing. This is something that I didn't think I'd get because I didn't hold her for about properly for about twenty six hours. Yeah, um so it's it, it's it's quite amazing. I just reaffirmed to me, how amazing my despite it all my body was. Like, yeah. I've got to give it credit that yes, there was my body wasn't had errors, <laughs> if you like. um, but I could still support it in giving birth kind of positively because I think that's yeah. the, the big thing isn't it looking at that positive experience yeah and taking the positives from your experience as well however it happens yeah yeah I did love it it was it sounds it might sound crazy if you're listening to this and thinking what you loved going to theatre or whatever but you no know, birth was incredible
0: I think that's you know what I think it's a really important point to make, you know, listening to your birth story, because, you know, it's one thing that I tell a lot of my clients is that um, you don't want to just listen to the home, water, drug-free birth stories, um, because yes, they are positive, but it's really important to hear about other types of birth that are also positive, which are more medical or where things don't quite go to plan, because Hypnobirthing isn't just for those kind of drug-free, you know, hands-off physiological births. It, it really does apply to any kinds of birth. And the fact that you still ve- feel very positive about your births, despite having you know that 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 more medically managed third stage of labour, speaks volumes about the prep that you put into place and your mindset. And that you know that's largely attributable to the hypnobirthing practice and the tools and techniques that you would have used to feel positive about that. So I, I really appreciate you sharing your birth story because I think it is a really, it's, you know, it's a really important one to share, I think, with people to show that hypno lots of people misunderstand hypnobirthing. And I think it's yeah. a really good reflection of how you can use hypnobirthing and the impact it can have if you have, you know, a birth that kind of goes a, a, down a different path.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, some people can take a, a birth and they they discuss their birth and they use hypnobirthing and, and they can say this about mine as well, where they go, oh, so hypnobirthing didn't work then. It's kind of that phrase that, yeah, people because it's a misunderstanding of what hypnobirthing is. And I kind of go, well, for me, hypnobirthing is is very much as you say, it's not um, something that happens. It's some it, it is practice, but it's also Kind of knowing your rights and your choices and keeping yeah. calm and controlled as you're going through that process. Mm. And I think without hip birthing, I would not have made this half of the decisions I made. Yeah. And I know that those decisions impacted positively on my experience. Mm. And then moving away from pregnancy one to pregnancy two, it would have been really easy for me following pregnancy one and birth one to go, Yeah, I'm not even going to think about birthing vaginally the second time round. Like the risks were high. Mm. But actually, i was able to look at them in kind of absolute terms so the risks we didn't know the risk of the postpartum hemorrhage happening again we knew that was quite hard but we didn't know what the outcome was going to be and actually we knew it could be managed so do i want to have a, a fully medicalized birth did did i personally want a fully mm. fully medicalized birth second time around no i wanted to birth as, like badging again because i enjoyed that experience i mm. wanted to be able to do it again um, so it was about kind of measuring risk really but I do think I wouldn't have gone into the second birth half as positive as if I hadn't have done hypnobirthing and it did change it changed me during the practice as a person because my, I was able to just change uh, you did a, a post um, recently about obviously when you do affirmations and if it change rewires your brain yeah. and that is what it did in not just for my birth fears but in other parts of my life I was able to assess things differently and it it transforms that and loads of people have commented during that time how I became a lot more kind of like calm because I'm quite a bubbly person and then it changed my outcomes post-birth second time around as well because I really wanted to share everything that I'd learned and help like people realize that they can have positive experiences however the mode of birth whatever has to happen sometimes it's the decision making that you're part of that helps you feel positive afterwards and it's how you feel about your birth which is in in my opinion what is what's valid and what's important so I really think focusing on that is is something and a lot of people say not to talk about the the negatives like scaring people I agree we don't want to hear the negative stories but it's important to understand how you can use kind of like tools to make them more positive. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's, if, it, if we weren't recording this uh, in the context of hypnobirthing and you told your birth story to someone, they probably think, oh my God, that sounds really traumatic and awful and, and, and negative. But the fact that it made that that you feel so positive about it and the hypnobirthing made such a huge impact in on you that you decided to then learn to teach hypnobirthing, that I mean, that in, in itself speaks volumes, that it's changed, you know, your 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 career and you know the, the the journey that you're on, um, despite you know the third stage of labor both times, I think is is massive. Like that's a massive. Advocacy for hypnobirthing in itself, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it anyone who I speak to, my husband, he he was so skeptical um, about doing hypnobirthing from the off. And mm. um, then when he saw the practice and he saw the shift in mindset for him and for me, he was like, "Okay," and he understood the science behind it. He was very much like, "Okay, I'm on board with this." Mm. And then when he saw it in action, because he didn't really have any idea what was actually happening, really during it either time he just knew that I he knew that I was calm so therefore he knew that I was safe so he didn't have to sit there on his own for hours with a newborn baby panicking yeah because he knew that I was calm and I was safe and he knew that I could advocate for myself he knew that I could I could ask questions whereas if I went in completely blind at that point he would have been petrified yeah. he would have been there I've got a newborn baby what the hell am I doing what's going on with my wife all those sort of things mm. that that wasn't there and he he talks to those people about and now and and he's a huge advocate for have, advocate for it and mm. that's amazing as well because he you when you go through something I could in I could internalize and externalize what was going on I mm. was he witnessed it he like saw what was happening yeah so that can be very difficult for the birth partner to to witness and that kind of secondary trauma can be quite, quite scary, really. But again, his mindset was, was very different as well. So he's been so, he was so supportive when I said I wanted to train and, um, and has supported me non-stop. He does the childcare and everything, obviously. I say child care is the dad, but yeah. like, he he supports me enough so I don't have to worry about childcare issues when I've got courses and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it it has been it, I think it's something it was a pivotal moment in my life when I realised that there's there's more to my life than just teaching in a school. This needed to be part of it. And yeah, yeah, fantastic. I couldn't advocate more for it, I don't think.
0: No, no, same. I think when you've experienced hypnobirthing and particularly when you become a, you know, you train to teach, you know, you do get very passionate about it. And I get massively frustrated when, you know, when I hit, when I, when I see people kind of, you know, rolling their eyes at hypnobirthing or, or saying that, you know, it's a waste of money or, you know, it's a waste of time because I just... They just don't understand the benefit and they and they just don't get it's not it isn't just the, the breathing techniques and, you know, the hypnosis side of it. I mean, that's a large part of it. But, you know, like you said before, the, 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 the knowing your rights and, you know, understanding, you know, the, the risks and benefits of, of all the different interventions and the antenatal education, all that prep. For both the birthing person and the partner is a massive part of having a positive birth. And I probably say this every single time we record a birth story, to be honest, but it is ultimately about feeling in control. That's why you feel positive about your births is because you felt in control of the situation. Yes, you couldn't control what was happening to your body. You know, physically, but you had control over you know your choices and understanding what was happening and, and what you what you could make a decision on, and a lot of that will have come from prep you would have done during your during your pregnancy, right? So it Absolutely. is guess, a feeling in control.
1: Yeah, and and I'm the such a control freak, so I I I plan my own birthdays. Like I'm, I'm rubbish. <laughs> I have to. I I just like being in control. It's not. That I necessarily like being in control, but I, know, I like to know that things are happening and, and that kind of thing. So I had to do something that gave me that and I couldn't find anything else that could offer me it, whether I it would happen or not. I didn't know when I was like back then. But you realise it's the practice that gives you that. Um, it's the change in mindset. It's the calm. It's the tools and it's knowing how to advocate for yourself then. It did tra- absolutely transform it. And I still use the tools regularly yeah. in all different parts of my life. Um, and there is that kind of like hippie notion that people kind of su- seem to think it's about. And again, it's that lack, it is that lack of understanding. And it is, as you say, it's a frustration. For me, the best investment I made in my birth um like any all around that birth experience was was my preparation it was I mean it was seven years ago when I paid I think it was 160 pound for six hours and and people were like I can't believe you've just spent all that do the free one at the hospital kind of yeah Um, and I was like well actually I'd rather spend 200 pound less on my travel system and feel educated going into my birth and I didn't know how else to do that other than than investing in that and I felt like I deserved to invest in in my birth and like I said it was the best thing I it was the best thing that I did and as you said so much so that, that I now teach others how to to kind of get that and watching then the growth in my clients and seeing their experiences um it's it's huge and you don't share too much of your own births with your clients really mm-hmm. Um, you'll give snippets of of, ex, of when you're applying uh, aspects of of birth, but you don't share that. It's not something that you naturally do. So it's quite nice to to articulate that with somebody, yeah. <laughs> so that you are I don't know just sharing that you have had that experience. And hypnobirthing, like I say, isn't just for that straightforward home birth without mm-hmm. drugs. It's for it is for everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So um, if anyone wants to find you online, where can they find you?
1: So um, I am Birthhood. So that is my uh, business name. So you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. And it is um, Birthhood UK on Instagram and just Birthhood on Facebook. Um, And then the website is www.birthhood. And it's a hyphen between the birth and the hood Mm -hmm dot uh, co.uk so yeah come and come and give me a follow and and see what i'm up to
0: amazing thank you so much lan i've really enjoyed talking to you and as usual i could just keep on talking for hours but i won't because everyone on the listening to the podcast will be switching off but um maybe we can talk a bit more another time but um thank you for sharing your birth stories and um yeah i've i've really enjoyed listening to them
1: thank you for having me i've enjoyed it as well it's been really nice so yeah thank oh. you
0: Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.